Good evening and welcome to the next uh, episode of the BVOY podcast. Um, I guess I, well, I promised you guys on Monday we'd do uh, episode three uh, with this interview with this uh, miraculous young lady who's, who's done zero to zero K to ultramarathon distance. Uh, and I promised on Wednesday, well, Wednesday didn't happen. So anyway, we're here now on Thursday and I'm pleased to say that, um, uh, well, unusually from my first couple of episodes, I'm with her now and I'm really pleased to introduce the remarkable uh, young lady who does ultramarathons. Uh, with an even more remarkable name, Roxy Jukes. Here she is, Roxy Jukes. Welcome, welcome to the BVA podcast. Thank you. Hi. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. So right now we're sitting, uh, keeping warm. I'm expecting a bit of snow tonight, so we're, we've got a couple of Thatcher's Golds open, uh, and we've got uh, Roxy's Springer Spaniel Indy resting on her lap. So you might hear her at some point if she barks or. Um, well, I don't know if she sort of gets a bit panty. But, um, but anyway, um, I, I wanted Roxy on the podcast because she is a great example of somebody who has effectively decided a couple of years back to go from from nothing. She, I, I don't believe you were much of a runner before, were you? No, um, I didn't do any running, really. Um, I did a little bit just for fitness. Uh, but about yeah, about five years ago, I um, started running because I was with a gym bunny person at work and I thought I probably should be able to do some running. And um, around the same time, I got my lovely Springer Indy, so I started uh, running outdoors a little bit. Oh, right, okay. So, like, I mean, like, to go from nothing, from not really doing, because you hadn't done any races before, had you? No, no, I've I've never run a 5k, 10k, half marathon, nothing. I nothing. decided it would be a good idea on my first race to run an ultra marathon. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, what would make you want to do that? Um, I think I knew. I I kind of I guess I slightly segmented people into different situations and I knew that I should be able to run a 5k and I knew I should be able to run a 10k and I should be able to do those really well um I was always pretty nervous about running a marathon because I I wasn't the fastest of runners and so um I was looking around to see what I could do um and I didn't really I knew nothing about trail running so I started looking things up and a friend told me um, about these longer runs and when I was looking at them it gave me the option of shorter distances and I just thought it was a really good idea to put a really big distance mm. in um, because I kind of thought if I just completed it, it didn't matter what time it was, mm. nobody asks you how long it was, um, they just ask you they're just if you can just complete a really long distance, um, I just thought that would be a really big accomplishment. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. <clears throat> I mean, my, my preference definitely is ultramarathon running. Now, I mean, now you, I mean, it sounds the distance before you've done it sounds horrible, doesn't it? I mean, the idea of running massive distance, yeah, uh, for for hours on end um, is quite difficult if you've not done it before to get your head round. Uh, so, I completely agree with you there. No, a really, um, a really good thing I was told was not to think about it in distance, just to think about it in just taking it in really small segments. Um, so 
I I would go out on a weekend when I was training and I would just take little segments and actually suddenly doing, well, it, it didn't come easily, but I would suddenly run 25 miles and it would be two o'clock at lunch. And so I knew it was really possible. So it's more about taking the challenge in little bits. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, you, so you, I guess going back a little bit, you decided, you decided for your friend mm-hmm. that you, you were up for doing a big distance you just fancied an ultra marathon I mean so what race did you go, go on to do what, what was your first what was the first race the, not the 5k what was the first race that everybody goes and does is pick an ultra marathon for your first <laughs> running race I mean yeah. that's not normal but what race did you do um, I did race to the king um, yeah. which oh, is on the south downs yeah, yeah. Um, and I chose that one actually just because it was a really good date and um, I I did think it was a uh, introductory uh, ultra marathon. Um, I later found out it was an intermediate, and it was actually really, really hard. Yeah, it's hilly, isn't it? But I didn't, I didn't choose it thinking that. Yeah, yeah. So you went to race the king. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, how far, how far out was your entry into the actual event? Was it about three months or something like that? Because they always say twelve weeks, sixteen weeks. Um, I think it was about um, four months. So by the time I actually started training, it was between three to four months. Yeah. So how did you start? Because, I mean, you must have done general fitness to begin with. So um, I actually looked up and they have... Uh, I don't know. I can't remember where I found it, but they have really good timetables. Yeah. And somebody, plans, um, yeah. I don't. I think it was on one of the websites that I was looking at. But there was a timetable which gave you a um, basically a segmented layout of what you need to do, what you need to run each day, and I just assumed which actually worked that if I just kept the plan that was yeah. on it that I would be able to do it um, now I had to change the first two weeks slightly because mm. I was coming into it so late but after a week or two I tried to keep up with the timetable and it worked really well because it also includes when to rest when to do short runs when to do um, long runs mm-hmm. um, and especially closer to the event it was telling me that I shouldn't run too far so I found that really useful um, especially if nobody um, if, if, if somebody's listening who thinks that they should do one but they would have no idea how to do it mm-hmm. I would really <laughs> recommend looking up a timetable because you actually see it's quite manageable and just ignore the fact that there's 25 mile runs 10 weeks in right at the start it's three or four miles it's really really sensible distances and what sort of time how many times a week are you training um i think yeah uh four to five times a week it kind of um differed but there was only um it was only closer to the race that i was doing really long distances um on the weekend oh my spaniel is puffing um but it it was really great because I learned after a while that actually if you just got up early, um, you could do it. And they did, they never made me. I did a 55 miler, um, or it ended up being 55 miles. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, and I never had to run more than about 25 miles. So if people are sitting there thinking, my goodness, God. I'm going to have to do 30, 40 miles yeah. um, for my training. Is that's not how it works. It's it's more mental than physical when it gets to to the actual day. Yeah. So you reckon like maximum run over the course of like say the 12 weeks of training you were doing, you probably were doing what 25 miles as your maximum distance. Yeah, yeah, around about yeah. that. And um, yeah. all trail, all yeah. on the road. Uh, a little bit of both, but mainly trail. Yeah. Yeah, I I find trail a lot easier to run on, even though it takes a lot longer. Okay. 
And why just going out for sort of hours, not worrying about the time, just yeah. sort of just getting a distance? Yeah, down. I went out with my uh, spaniel. Oh yeah, and she, she came I as think well. She made it to, I think she made it to twenty six miles, and then she gave up one day. <laughs> Did she? She that was that was it for her. That was pretty impressive, thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a good little buddy. Yeah, um, yeah. she's she's looking a little less fit at the moment, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So so training's done. You're approaching the event. I mean, sort of equipment-wise, were you just using the same pair of trainers you were using the whole time? Did you have to buy extra, I don't know, sort of tape or bags or anything like that to go with you? Um, I, so I was really quite a newbie when it came to my trainers. Um, I do obviously have a clue. I've, I've, uh, I know all of the brands, but I didn't know what I needed. So um, I went down to a running shop, um, actually in Bristol, which is near where I live, and um, they they looked at my running style. They chose me some trainers, which were amazing. They made such What'd a you difference. Have? Do you what you're, uh... I had some um, Brooks Ghosts. Oh yeah, and they were incredible. Um, actually, looked slightly. They didn't look like the typical trail running trainer um, because I did tell them that I had some um, previous medical that needed a little bit more support Um, but I can tell you overnight they made such a difference Um, I struggled a little bit with my knees they um, they were a bit weak and so when I was doing the longer runs I was hurting a little bit and my physio friend um, told me about the um, the tape that you put on your knees which is incredible Uh, rock Um, rock tape yeah. yeah And it, I don't, I know that there's no science behind it, but what they do say is that it lifts the skin and allows more blood to go round. And I can tell you, overnight, it made such a difference to my knees. So I've never tried lockdown. Yeah, yeah. It, I, where I'd be getting pain after 20 miles, I was getting pain after, on the, uh, the event, I was getting pain after 35 miles. Yeah. So it really did make such a difference. Um, I did have a bag, really like pack because it was, uh, I, did, I think I did it in June. So so it was really summer, um, summer's day, um, and you just Hot, yeah. Sweaty. Yeah. To be honest, you just you just need things that you're going to be happy to sweat in. I had lycra, uh, lycra shorts so that um, so that they would be really comfortable. Yeah. And yeah, it was good. All good. And yeah. nutrition wise, did you prepare especially any nutrition change of diet at all? Quit alcohol. Uh, I just Get that up. <laughs> <laughs> I just about managed to curb some alcohol, I think. Yeah. Um, no, I, in all seriousness, I didn't change my diet a lot. Mm. You naturally eat a lot more and you eat things like power bars and you eat things like porridge and, and carbs. Um, I'm gluten-free, so it made it a little bit more tricky. Yeah. But, um, but on the race day, you just have to pummel food and it's disgusting, but you just yeah. pummel food get wherever you can get it. it. Yeah. So yeah. actually... But on that day, what was the race like? So you stepped up, you've done all this training, mm. your gear sorted, you're in the right mind frame, but you, you set off and you start this 55 mile beast, uh, which is why I think like 12 hours worth of running or so. I mean, what was it like? What was the actual day like? It is the most surreal thing you can do. Yeah. You wake up at a horrible hour. I think I was up at five o'clock in the morning Not sleeping, stressed yeah, out it's awful <laughs> like yeah, people who do this regularly i commend them i the, the way it works is that you unless you have somebody who's there as a friend to help you you either um you either start and then at the end get a bus back mm-hmm. to the start so you can get your car 
or what I do, which is, I think, by far the better way to do it, is to um, go to the finish, and then on the morning of the race, you get a bus to the start. But that generally means an hour to an hour and a half coach journey mm. where you feel terrible. Yeah. You you just cannot comprehend the idea of running so far on a race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and you get there and people, everybody you will see looks perkier than you, 100%. Yeah. And then you just have to deal with it. You do your last minute queuing to the yeah, toilets, to try to pummel some food down, Scotting which is disgusting porridge. at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then you set off. Um, but ultra marathons are just the most friendly thing so yeah, within five minutes of running you're talking to somebody you've got your best mate in five minutes yeah, yeah and and it's also a really stressful it's quite stressful starting a I think any race because there's always those people that race off ahead of you and all you want to do is keep up with them because in your mind you're just like I have to keep up and you realise, like, you really have to discipline yourself to say, no, I run at, I've, I've trained for this pace, I've trained for this time, mm-hmm. and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, so that's what I had to do. And it was really, as I said, it was really stressful yeah. to begin with because I'd never done a race before. And all these people, it felt like the whole field was passing me. I mean, it's your, your expectation as well. Yeah. I've mean, not done a race. I mean, have it, you know, I've done a few now. And yeah, at least, well, you've done one clearly. And a few more than that, mm-hmm. um, but you know, you go into a race with the expectation of how to manage yourself, and that's uh, and, and that's more an advantage because you know what to expect. But yeah. to go into it and not know really how fast to go, how slow to go, how to how to to fuel your body is it's, it's a challenge. Yeah, it's really helpful these days having things, not that I would know any different, but having watches and things like that to help um, tell you where you're where you're comfortable and tell you what to do. But um, but there's uh, one of my favourite stories from the race is that um, really early on, um, I as I said, I was being passed by all these people and I kept going. And then around about, I'd say, a third in, um, I was walking up this really steep hill and, mm. and that's what you tend to do. You always walk up the really steep hills and these these army boys pretty much I they were definitely marines or army boys they they ran past me and I felt so depressed I was like gosh there's just another people I was like look at them they're going past me and and that was that um but later on in the race and I mean later on the race I um I saw them again and we were coming up to a um it was really wet and it was disgusting and there was this river and I'd literally just put on my fresh socks and I was looking at it going oh god and then I went to uh, try and like tow my way over it and again the army boys turn up and they just run straight through this river and just make me feel terrible they must must have stopped to sign because they were behind but they they overtook me again and then um, anyway ran on and on and on and as the race progressed that is when you come into your own because suddenly where you think you're at the back of the pack you just see people peeling off there was somebody on the phone to his girlfriend just saying i hate this and there was <laughs> there was girls peeling off everywhere and and you just it's just even if you're walking or running you just have to keep going yeah um it's tough isn't it it's yeah, tough mental it's like really state, it's really it? tough and then i got to about 48 miles and i can tell you going 48 miles and you think oh my god i'm so close to the end because I think the race was about 52 
and then you realise actually that means like another forty minutes of running. It's just it's you probably, just yeah, yeah, oh, it's just so depressing. Yeah. Um, but then. I I think my absolute highlight of the race was not walking through that tunnel, was not getting through it. It was the point that I overtook the running the the army boys. <laughs> I saw them at about fifty miles. So last and couple of miles. Literally the last couple of miles. Yeah. And they were walking and they were done. Well, and I was just so happy. Because there there is uh, in all sports, you can't help it. There is obviously a sexist bias and to be a girl you kind of feel like you're just competing with the girls so to overtake a man is just it's such a satisfying <laughs> feeling well, you know especially what? some army boys something I've learned I remember when I was like when I started running when I was a kid my dad used to always be like go on you, you, you'll have her you know and you'll have him and then you'll have her but Seriously, female athletes nowadays—not nowadays, but you know, over the last 15 years—are way better oh, than yeah. a lot of us guys. I mean, you're a force to be reckoned with, I'd say. <laughs> um, definitely, my experience in ultra running, anyway. <clears throat> and how about any lows? Any lows in the ultra? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, there were lows, but it's just a mental game yeah. you just have to you just have to try and really focus and I did have lows but actually I really just focused on the positives and, yeah. and it really helped get me through it and then what about coming in like sort of you know we all, <laughs> we all, I think the thing is with an ultra from, from my point of view and I'm sure it is for everybody else who, who's done them is when you set off in your mind what you can think about is the feeling you're going to have when you go over the finish line and when you round that last corner and you see the line and just uh, you, you imagine that feeling when you can stop running you've run for 12 yeah. hours or whatever and you can stop and you can just sort of just let your body relax and sort of bathe in your glory what was that like yeah i remember so well because i ran into winchester and you're just desperate you are trying so hard to desperately find this finish um, and it was, they peeled us all the way around Winchester to get to the finish. And so it, you, you are just gagging for it. Yeah. You are desperate looking up, up from the floor. You're just looking anywhere you can. And, um, and I, I got to the tunnel and it was dark. It was getting dark. Um, even though it was June. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as I went through the finish line, I just burst into tears. Did you? I was surprised <laughs> Because you so pent up. Yeah. So you emotional. Pent up so much emotion. Um, yeah, you pe- you do. You pent up so much emotion, and it's it is positive and negative tears because you you're you just the feeling of it is beyond anything that I've ever felt. The sheer exhaustion, but it is just such a proud moment. Yeah, having gone that far from having done nothing. Yeah, to you that. just can't believe you've got to the end. Yeah, yeah. so it's amazing. Uh, do you remember how long it took you? Uh, I think somewhere around 11 hours. Is it? And yeah. I seem to believe, from I've heard on the grapevine, you did quite well at it as well, didn't you? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, I think I came 25th female. Yeah, which amazing. For my amazing. First, yeah, for yeah. my first one, I was really chuffed with. Yeah, not too shabby, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what was the first thing you, you ate after the event? Um, well, this was before I realised I was gluten-free. So, um, well, I was still arguing against being gluten-free so all i wanted to have was chocolate eclairs did you get choice (laughs) i just i went to the supermarket and walked in walked past everything the lucasades the fruit and i just walked over and picked up a pack of chocolate eclairs and went back to my car really 
Yeah. I want to scoff the lot and strangle yeah. a lot. And... Yeah, that was all I wanted. And how, and how about recovery? How long did it take you to recover? Um, I actually, I didn't do too badly. I got home and I sat in the bath and... Yeah, it's pretty. It's you look pretty disgusting afterwards. But um, I I soaked in a bath for half an hour, went to bed, and the next day, it was mainly my hips just felt Knackered. incredibly. Just, just I can't even actually explain it. It was just such a weird feeling. They they just felt parted. Yeah. Um, and obviously hobbling around like <laughs> like yeah. you'd expect. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as bad I would have expe- as what I would have expected. Yeah. Brilliant. So <clears throat> you've you've done it. You, you've gone from from basically having never done a race. You've trained up four months of your time dedicated to doing this race and you've done the race and then you've done it and you're, you're, you're bathing the glory and you've recovered. I mean, what, what what's next after that? I mean, when was that? Well, it was a couple of years ago? Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Um, I've done a couple of long distance trail runs, um, ultras again. Yeah. Um, and last year, I I tried to vary it up. Um, I did the London Marathon a couple of years ago. Uh, so that must have been the year after the ultra, my first ultra. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, the amount of road running really caused me to have quite bad sciatica yeah. um, just purely overtraining. Um, so I've, I've struggled a little bit since to do as many ultras as I'd like to um, last year I did a hundred mile across Scotland which Whoa. was incredible yeah it was she really amazing up, stepped it up a little bit yeah, more yeah it was amazing <laughs> um, and I'm so yeah I'm so chuffed to have done it because it was yeah it was once in a lifetime race yeah really yeah well done you yeah and I think sandwich in between that you've also climbed in the Himalayas as well haven't you I have yeah I climbed are stopping you <laughs> I climbed um, I climbed one of the mountains in um, in the Himalayan region um, it's called Island Peak oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it's I think just shy of 6,200 metres yeah and that was that was that was a pretty tormenting time yeah, um, because I, well, I just I, I was fit enough, but I suffered really badly from a um, infection that I didn't realise I had. I thought it was just a bit of a um, a deli belly Nepali style, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, oh God, it was girl. worse. So um, I, it just meant that I couldn't eat for about two weeks, and so I pretty much climbed the mountain with probably no more than about a hundred calories in my system. Oh my so. God. It was pretty tough, but Dying. apart from that, um, it was incredible. Yeah, oh, it was incredible. Cool, well done you. <clears throat> so basically, a, a, a bit of a good year. We'll last couple of years for you of intense uh, events and training and that kind of thing. So looking at 2019, any any plans lined up? Any races lined up? Or? Yeah, I plan to do a lot more races this year. Um, yeah, so I'm up. back in with my physio. I'm back in the gym. I'm yeah. properly training the way I'm meant to. And I have plans to do, hopefully, at least three this year. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, at least three this year. Um, maybe even return to the Himalayas. Um, but I'd really like to do maybe a week-long running, um, trail running uh, trip or a trail running race. Amazing. So that's that's my next step, to take it to multi-days. And what about the Spaniel? Is she going to come spaniel, on any The Spaniel. she going to come on any events She'll probably come with me. She, <laughs> she, maybe not Himalayas, but... She, she looks a little bit... She just looks at me with those eyes of, where are we going this time? Because she never knows. Like, we might be going for a one-mile run or we might be going for a 30-mile run. She doesn't <laughs> actually ever have a clue. Oh, lucky. Yeah, lucky yeah. But <laughs> ignorance is bliss, isn't it? Yeah, she's a good girl. 
And I suppose on a, on a final note, um, for anyone listening who's not done an ultra, who's perhaps done a bit of running and they, they might be looking at doing a marathon or even think contemplating the idea of starting their own ultra uh, marathon journey, what would you say um, for them to get into it? Any words of wisdom? Or, in, or I mean, the encouragement's there already, but would you give any tips or tricks? Um, the first thing I'd say is don't judge yourself as not being able to do one. Yeah. Um, I think probably the finest ultra runners that I come across generally are actually older than me um, in their 40s and 50s. Age does not actually categorise you at all. Yeah. Um, I'm not telling you that you should go out and do an ultra as a first start. Um, that's just the way I like to do things. Um, I think everything is independent to you. Um, but if you are considering a trail run, just just go out and start to do do a 10k do a do a half marathon yeah. my friend who's not a runner at all she she finally listened to me and she's done so many trail trail half marathons and 10ks and she says the exact same thing she says i'm just going to go do it if i if i only walk it i'll be proud yeah. and she, and naturally she doesn't only walk it and i'm so proud of her for what she's achieved in a short space of time and the other thing I would just say is don't underestimate how mentally mentally challenging it is, but how mentally lifting it is. Yeah, um, good because, words. Like yeah, really every, good every trail runner talks about how incredible trail running is for your mind and I certainly feel so much happier and so much more free when I'm trail running um, and I, I think just being in such beautiful landscapes which you always tend to be is just a really special aspect yeah. of of um of ultras well, a lovely way to sum that, summarize it <clears throat> very good well thank you very much indeed that's roxy dukes everybody uh, talking about her journey from zero to ultra marathon prowess uh, and I hope you'll all agree that that is a pretty cool story that she's, uh, she's well, she's written herself. And I'm really looking forward to hearing all about what, what she gets up to in the year ahead. So thank you, Roxy. Thank you. Thanks for coming Thanks. on. I'm sure there might be a couple of questions. If anyone's got any questions for Roxy, do DM me uh, and I'll definitely pass those on to her. Um, I know she's on Instagram as well. What's your Instagram? Uh, I'd have to have a little look. Sorry, it's I don't right. know. I've yeah, don't worry. It's something like Let Roxy Muddy Paws. Is that it? Doggy I, Paws? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Dog obsessive, I think. Yeah, I, I never. Judging know. by the spaniel on her lap. Yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> anyway, I probably um, should know. I'm pretty sure it's. Hang on, actually, what we're doing is we're looking it up. Uh, where's your profile? Sorry, there we go. Press that button there. And uh, um, I don't know. I can't find it. For some reason the button's not working um anyway enough of that it's um it's roxy.jukes roxy.jukes uh instagram so look her up give her a follow and dm her or dm her or dm me uh we'll pass on the questions anyway i hope you've enjoyed that guys uh what a great little start for us third episode in uh great little interview there on uh, hopefully inspiring you all for the weekend ahead um i'm looking next week uh well some point in the next week uh i've got an interview lined up with uh another guy I've uh, I've managed to meet through social media who's transformed himself from um, being I don't know, 20 something stone smoking cigarettes having a really really bad lifestyle and now this guy runs so much he's done a ridiculous amount of ultra marathons and I'm sure he's going to be a really good interviewee to chat to and spread his words but anyway I'll leave it there for now thanks so much for listening guys and thank you again Roxy for um, for being my first 
uh, quite a bold move. And uh, yeah, so thanks, guys. Um, our next episode will probably be on Monday, I think. So, or maybe at the weekend. We'll see how we go. See what happens. Uh, so, everyone have a wicked weekend. Ciao for now.